Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Ho, 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 holy cannoli, it's freaking cold outside. Welcome in to WWL. My name is Jeff Nowak, alongside Steve Geller, who is out in Cleveland for, you know, this uh, frozen bowl between the Saints and the Browns. The temperature I'm looking at right now is three degrees. Steve, Christmas Steve over there. Is, Confirmed. Uh, is, that, is that accurate? Is that a real number? Yeah, that is a real number, and they say, obviously, the feels-like temperature is like minus 21 degrees. <laughs> We're sitting here right now in the WWL Saints radio booth, and I'm watching them take the tarp off the field, and it is a nice, snowy, frozen Cleveland tundra under there. It's going to be interesting later on uh, after the show when I get down there and check out the uh, how hard that surface is going to be, but... Uh, man, I'm, I've got like three, four different layers on everywhere. I got a, a protection for uh, my head as well. And luckily, uh, running out the hotel this morning, uh, guy in the gift shop, I was looking for some chapstick I had forgot, of all things. Yeah. Uh, and he said, hey, Merry Christmas, compliments of the house. So got some free chapstick already for uh, Christmas Eve. There you go. You're killing it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, now I just need some coffee or hot chocolate. Yeah. Right. Anything warm, any any liquid that's brown and warm, it's uh, it's it's gonna get you get you by. Um, you know, so the temperature today, obviously, it's going to be whatever it is. It's gonna be the coldest game the Saints have ever played because prior to this, ever. the coldest Saints game was twenty four degrees. I believe that was in nineteen ninety three. It was the yes against the Eagles. This the Eagles, I think, won that game. Either way, um, yeah. The good news is that the temperature seems to have, you know, the forecast seems to have lightened slightly. The high yeah, that I'm wave. looking at now, yeah, the heat wave, it's looking at like it'll get up to about 18 degrees as the high today. Previously, it, I had seen 13, so it'll be slightly warm. It's not going to make much of a difference. Everyone's still going to be still going to be freezing uh, all day long, but. It's a little better, um, but again, as as the team and everyone have been talking about all week, it's really the wind that's going to be yeah. the biggest factor today. You're talking 30 mile an hour sustained wind gusting up to 40, 50 miles an hour, going to make it hard to do anything other than turn and hand the ball off or snap it directly to Taysom Hill, which I expect to see a lot of today. Steve, what what do you are you feeling confident? Because 
you know, this seems like a Browns team that is built to run the ball, and this is a, seems like a game that is built to feature the run game. I'm just hoping this cold weather has an effect on Nick Chubb's ailing foot and he's not 100% to go against the Saints because, yeah, this is more of a uh, – the, the feel of the game definitely coming into it is more in favor of the home team right now, uh, that ground and pound mentality. But you know what? Going into the season, we all said the Saints – identity should be this run-first kind of team, and we just haven't seen much success, I guess you would say, with uh, traditionally, you would say, with Alvin Kamara uh, running the football for the team. But I think that it's going to be interesting to see what they do with Taysom Hill today because uh, will we see him get the majority of the snaps at quarterback? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> if you wanted to get creative and you wanted to just show up there at, at, at 11 and be like, hey, guys. It Taysom's the quarterback today. Uh, I wouldn't even I wouldn't even complain about it because this does feel like a game that is built for him, right? Um, it's the guy who understands how to play in the cold. He, he's a guy who plays like you have to play when it is this cold and windy. And you know I don't think that's going to happen because the good news is that Andy Dalton also understands how to play in the cold. He played his first nine seasons in the AFC North of the Cincinnati Bengals, not too far away. You know he's familiar with those Ohio winters. Um, and so he's not going to be he's not going to be surprised by any of the conditions beyond, you know, can I operate in these conditions? Can I throw when I'm going into the wind? Because um, that's the question. And I don't know if you will be able to. I think this is a game where, you know, you're going to the, the way the wind is supposed to be coming in is from the southwest. And so the where the stadium is set up, you know, with the field running slightly northeast southwest. So. The field's not going to be broadsided by the wind. It's going to be going, you know, you know, from end to end for the most part. So there should be instances where, okay, first quarter, one team's going to have the wind at their back, and they're going to be able to move the ball. They're going to be able to throw it. They're going to be able to kick to some extent. And then the other team's going to be going into the wind, and they're really not going to be able to do any of that. And so taking advantage on offense when you have the wind at your back is going to be a huge factor in this game. Like If you play the first quarter going into the wind and you end it 0-0, you won that quarter. Because you get the whole second quarter with the wind at your back, where you can kind of make some make some inroads on the offensive side of the ball, and I think you're also going to end up seeing some odd decisions made in terms of timeouts, in terms of okay, are you running the hurry up in the final two minutes of the first quarter because you have the wind at your back and you want to make sure you get as many plays as possible in under those conditions as opposed to turning to the other side of the field. You're going to see stuff like that today, and it's going to be confusing, and it's going to be interesting to see how Dennis Allen handles it because he's never had to do this before. Yeah, I'm interested to see, you know, right now I'm looking out there and you see the flags obviously on the goalposts uh, blowing pretty continuously. Uh, just when you get down the field level, I'm, I'm curious if it's like a, a constant wind like we're talking about just in the one direction or is it going to be one of those uh, swirling winds that kind of consumes the whole field? Uh, you know, and it, it could affect kicks if you're going either way kind of thing. I don't necessarily think that you would really have a huge advantage when it's it's at your back because it could still affect the, it negatively, obviously. Well, it's less of an advantage, and it's more of the fact that you can do it at all, right? Like, it's still going to yeah, affect right. you, but when you're throwing into the wind, you know, it's basically making it impossible. Whereas when it's at your back, you can at least, you know, attempt it and be somewhere, you know, the ball lands somewhere near where you're trying to put it. That's the difference, especially in the kicking game. Where you know if you if you if you're kicking into the wind and you're cutting down half your distance, you know you're you're probably not trying anything beyond an extra point. And even then, I don't know if you're going to be kicking extra points in this game. This game huh. could come down to which team is more efficient on two point conversions, right? Um, and so it's it's just going to be you know this is not the type of football you're used to watching 
And you're just going to have to junk up the game and see what happens. And that's why, you know, I think the premier junk up the game guy in Taysom Hill feels like the, the right choice, and uh, at least to me. I'm staring at your favorite NFL logo in the NFL. <laughs> it's, at, it's at midfield there. It's got a nice powder covering over it. But, uh, yeah, Brownie the Elf there staring at me. Uh, I thought of you because of your uh, previous comments about being one of the most uh, ridiculous l- logos that they have here. And surprise, it's smack dab in the middle of the field as well. In my head, it was Lucky the Clown. I don't know why, for some reason. <laughs> Lucky the like, Clown. If you had asked me what it was called, I would have said Lucky the Clown. Happy the Elf, is that what, he, is that what you said? Brownie, I think. Brownie the Elf, that's even worse. So I was on a, I was on a Browns podcast yesterday, and a guy had, he had a hat on with the ears. He had, like, it, had the, it had the brownie ears. So apparently that's a thing. Um. Yeah, it's the only thing I'm going to be able to see when I'm watching that game because uh, we're not going to see any offense. But <sighs> we'll see. You know, we could. I mean, we, yeah, we'll see. It could be a surprise. We'll. See, uh, it'll be interesting to see what exactly the you know Alvin Kamara Taysom Hill show can do. I think we're going to see a, a heavy dose of them, obviously, because of the conditions. But it'll be it'll be interesting to see if we can get any short passes to a guy like maybe a Rashid Shahid or something to get something going in space but i don't i don't imagine there's going to be much space in, uh, on the field today no 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 and so we we can what we can do is we can go over the uh, injury report now in this first segment like we typically would um so here hold on hold on one second yeah go. we had a, we needed to call up some wide receivers cuz lord knows the saints have been uh, are down now right now with no chris olave and jarvis landry uh, hoping that Olave can obviously, you know, heal back from a hamstring issue to at least play in the last uh, couple games because he's missing today. And uh, I don't know if that necessarily completely takes his running for rookie of the year, offensive rookie of the year, you know, takes him out of the running. But it definitely is a big hit, I think, missing this game. It definitely doesn't help. Yeah. So I, I can't actually, you know, I haven't pulled up the injury report yet, but I'm going to do it for my memory because <laughs> I remember stuff like that. Uh, okay. So the first thing to mention Cesar Ruiz has actually been sent to injured reserve. This is something that happened, um, and we're kind of surprised by it, and partly because it happened so late in the win over the Falcons. He suffered a list yeah. rank injury. Uh, I think mm, uh, Luke Johnson from NOLA.com reported that it actually happened on the final game, I'm sorry, final play from scrimmage on the offensive side. So it's kind of hard to project when someone's going to be hurt when you literally never have to see them go back on the field, and that's what happened. So he suffered a list Frank injury. He's done for the year, and that's really disappointing, and you're going to have to figure it out with probably Calvin Throckmorton. I think you could also move James Hurst to guard and have Trevor Penning at left tackle, but I would be surprised if you did that on a short week. That's a big change. So I would expect to see Calvin Throckmorton in there today. We talked to him early in the week. He seemed pretty confident. He was like, he, he mentioned running the ball 60 times, and I asked him, uh, you know, is that your ideal game plan? And he just lit up because, yes, of course it is. When you're an offensive lineman, you want – this is your type of game. He said he's excited for it, which is kind of weird, but, you know, offensive linemen are kind of crazy. Um, beyond that, Jarvis Landry also out with an ankle injury report so that he will be placed on injured reserve as well. It's a bummer. It's another season for a wide receiver that's been – Ended effectively by a persistent ankle injury. And, uh, yeah, he's been dealing with it since week three. He tried to play through it in week four. It did not go well. He's been dealing with it. He's had setbacks. I mean, I talked to him earlier in the season, and he said, you know, I was just trying to get through. He's not. He didn't anticipate he'd ever be fully healthy, and I think it just kind of got the better of him. And you could see the last few weeks he was not the same player. So he'll be down for the year. Yeah, yeah, with all the ankles, I was about to say real quick, the Saints maybe need to get some new shoes for next season. Yeah, well, they've graduated from the contagious ankle injuries to the contagious hamstring injuries now. So Chris Olave, as you mentioned, he's going to be out with a hamstring injury. This is the first we heard about a hamstring injury, so you yeah. imagine it happened during the game. You mentioned that he went into the tent briefly uh, during the Falcons' win, right? Right. Yeah, it was. I, think, I believe it was like the third 
uh, quarter or early fourth that he went in, and it was a real quick stay. And that's why I told uh, told everyone I thought it was just really a tape job because he didn't last long in there. Yeah, well, yep, he's going to be out with a hamstring injury, and that is a bummer. I do wonder to some extent whether this is a situation where he didn't anticipate passing much in this game anyway, and if you're going to try to – if you're gonna try to battle through something, this wouldn't be the week to make sense to do it with the crazy cold. Um, and so you're also looking at Dwayne Washington is gonna miss another week. He's dealing with an illness. Dennis Allen told us he's dealing with cluster migraines, which you know, if you've ever had a migraine before, you know, you hear that and you're like, Yep, okay, I get it. <laughs> you're not playing you're not playing through that. Cause that is just that is just straight misery right there. No, that's unfortunate too, because he's a guy that runs hard and would be uh, very valuable today, not just uh, in his special teams role, but also uh, taking some snaps at running back just to pound the ball. Like I said, I, I like Dwayne Washington as a rusher. I think he always gains those uh, really tough yards and, and plows ahead with power, a uh, really confident guy. And it's just weird that now it's been, I think, what, two, is it the second straight week or third straight week he's going to miss? I believe it's the second, but I could be wrong. Either way, it's multiple weeks with the, what is deemed an illness, but – it's a, it's, you know, it's kind of funny because you call it an illness, but I would also be okay if they classified it as a head injury because it's dealing with the same kind of symptoms as if you had a concussion. So that's something that, you know, you don't want to take lightly. Um, what you me- what you mentioned about whatever uh, the technical term for his migraines is that what Percy Harvin had at all? That I'd have to check, but yeah, Percy Harvin did deal with migraines and that you know really impacted his career. Um, yeah. And so yeah, these it's serious. It's not like you know the, the I'm sure on Twitter at some point. People will complain and be like, oh, he's just got a headache. I'm like, no, if you've ever had a migraine, you Take an aspirin and get out there. It's a there. lot more than just a headache. Um, anyway, so m- moving on to the f- to the other hamstring injury that I teased, Pete Werner, linebacker, he's dealing with a hamstring injury. He will be out, and that's a bummer because, obviously, he just got back last week after dealing with the ankle injury, and uh, you hope it's not too significant of a hamstring injury. But it is also weird because so Marshawn Lattimore is also on this injury report. Obviously, with an abdomen injury, he's questionable again. I would be surprised if the first game you bring him back is this one, right? right. That's kind of a, a rude, a rude welcoming back to the NFL field. But it it does kind of show like there's so many homecoming storylines that could have happened today <laughs> exactly, in the sense of going yes. back to Ohio, right? Jarvis Landry going back to face the Browns. Obviously, he played for the Browns for several seasons up till last year. Marshawn Lattimore, Ohio State guy. Pete Warner, Ohio State guy. Chris Olave, Ohio State guy. You know, none of those guys yeah, are gonna play. Um, and uh, yeah, so so it, this is really the Bradley Roby return game because he is the Ohio State player who's actually gonna be out there. Um, and Michael Thomas too, another Ohio State guy who's not gonna play. So yeah, this yeah, is so, the Bradley so Roby show. Whole, our whole Ohio State uh, advantage is out the window this game, except for Bradley. That's what I'm saying. And he made a big play last week, so yeah, hopefully he can do it again. The guy who I so I was on that podcast and we were talking about all the Ohio State players, and I was like, "Yeah, Bradley Roby too." And he was like, "Wait, Bradley Roby went to Ohio State." <laughs> I was like, "You should know this." Um, all right, so let's just go through the questionable guys. We mentioned Marshawn Lattimore. Marcus May is also questionable with a sold shoulder injury. He was limited all week in practice. This is a guy who, you know, he's been dealing with injuries to seemingly every body part. He said the hokey pokey of injuries at this point, hmm. and uh, hopefully you can get him out there because. You know, this the defense is reasonably healthy beyond Pete Werner, and you feel okay with Caden Ellis and Marshawn Lattimore, and you feel okay with Alante Taylor and Bradley Roby and uh, Paul Sandebo. So hopefully Mark is making it out there because I don't know who else – like, you don't feel okay at safety beyond Tyron and Marcus. Um, so that's going to be a question. No, I guess it was a positive, like, the – the, who they called up, though, there was – they didn't, you know, bring a safety up at all. That's a good point. Uh, you know, they brought up, you know, two wide receivers and Kirk Merritt and Keith uh, Keith Kirkwood. 
and then uh, also Andrews. elevated Josh Andrews, right? Yeah, which makes sense. Yeah, so you signed you signed Keith Kirkwood to the fifty three man roster, which cool, good for him. Hopefully, he gets some run, some extended run, maybe catch a pass this season. He hasn't yet. Um, you did elevate Keith Kirkwood, and that makes sense with the depth at wide receiver. And then you elevated Josh Andrews, which also makes sense because with Cesar Ruiz now on injured reserve, you lose your kind of baked in backup center, right? It, having Cesar Ruiz on the roster, one of the benefits of having Cesar Ruiz active is you know that anytime if Eric McCoy went down, you didn't have to worry about someone on the bench coming in at center. You could just slide Cesar over it to, from guard, which centers a specialized position and not everyone knows how to do it. You can't just say, oh, you played offensive line. You could snap the ball. No, it's, it's different. And so now you don't have him, so you do have to have a traditional backup center on game day just in case Eric goes down because you need someone to be able to go in there and snap the ball. Um, so that makes sense with Josh Andrews. Um, just going down the list, the other guys, tight end Adam Troutman is questionable with an ankle injury, and P.J. Williams is questionable with a knee. Both of those have been kind of long-term. The other one is a very late-in-the-week addition. Anders Pete is questionable with an illness. He did not go on the injury report until Thursday, which was the final day for the injury report this week with the game on Saturday. So he's going to be someone to watch. I've, uh, the reports are that he made the trip, so it looks like he's going to try to play. But, yeah, that'll be a position to watch because you don't want to go into a game down both of your starting guards. So that's not that's not where you want to be. No, and, you know, for all the, you know, I guess the criticism that we give Andrews Pete, uh, obviously for the injury issues he's had, but – Man, when he is on the field, that one of his biggest strengths is definitely a mauler in the trenches and need him in that run game to help the run game today. There's Chris Coleman trying to mess with us here. He's, he's telling you, he's telling what, what you are, Steve. Let it go. It's, it's, no, he's saying you're frozen. <laughs> yeah. All right. This is first take. We're going to come back with Mike D's notebook, get into what we're expecting to see with the Saints and Browns. Keep it locked on WWL. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. 
Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Here, be, here I am learning there's a lot of songs about ice out there. <laughs> Welcome back to First Take here on WWL, AM, FM.com, and the Odyssey app. I'm Jeff Nowak. Alongside, well, not alongside, talking to Steve Geller. He is out in Cleveland. It's, uh, I'm seeing all these videos of the, of the tarp coming off the field, and it's like, if you, can, if you could see cold, <laughs> that's what it is. Like, it's, it's remarkable. Like, you don't even know, like, if you didn't even know what was going on out there, you would be watching these videos like, man, that, that video looks like it's cold. <laughs> and that's, that's really what it's going to be all day. And it's like, we, could, we can keep talking about it, um, but yeah, it's, it's going to be something. Yeah, what's amazing, too, is obviously with the wind still gusting, it's picking up all the, you know, snowflakes and blowing them around. So it still seems as if it is coming down right now, but it just makes it look even more intimidating out there. Currently, you know, everyone's asking me, oh, my God, how you doing? How's, how you making it? And right now it's in the warm booth. It's beautiful. Uh, we'll see what happens uh, after the show when it's time to head down to the field and uh, really get into this game day experience and I know you mentioned earlier the coldest game in New Orleans Saints history. Hey, I can look at it as that part of it. Like, hey, I, I was a part of this game. <laughs> and, part of history. Uh, got, yeah, exactly. And hopefully I'm not history <laughs> after today. All right. Well, speaking of getting into it, we're going to bring in Mike Dettelier, WWL college football and NFL analyst from Mike D's Notebook. It's brought to you by the Sports Medicine Center of Thibodeau Regional Health System. How are you doing, Mike? You staying warm this morning? Yeah, I'm trying to. Yeah. Uh, so all good. All good. All right. Well, we might as well just start this off by getting into the player that we're going to be hearing all about all day long, and that is Sir Nick Chubb, a guy who, you know, you watch him, you watch him move around, and he's not exactly the most intimidating in terms of speed or agility, but he just finds a way to plow through and just pick up positive yards over and over and over again. What are the Saints going to deal with him? Going to deal with in him today? Yeah, I've, I've watched him. He was a senior in high school and a highly rated player uh, coming out of the high school ranks and. You know, he was teamed up with Sony Michelle uh, at Georgia. So it was kind of a one-two tandem. But when they needed the tough running yards, it was Nick. And you're right. He's not the biggest, fastest, strongest guy around. But what he's got is an innate ability to make you miss. Uh, the first guy miss. He seemingly always falls forward. Uh, he's got great eye vision, uh, ability to pick out a little crease and get into it. And, man, he is really strong, Jeff, uh, in the lower body. From the waist down, he is really, really strong. And he just keeps just running through. If you think you're going to take him down with an arm tackle, good luck, buddy. That ain't going to work with him. And um, he is the workhorse, and you can see it. And he likes it. Uh, I remember him talking before the draft about, hey, listen, I don't get cranked up until I've carried the ball 13, 14 times. That's when I feel my best from 14 on. <laughs> well, hopefully that ain't the case today, uh, that he's carrying it 20, 25 times. But it wouldn't surprise me that they really, really uh, kind of lay on him today. And, uh, and also Kareem Hunt, uh, who's their backup. And, you know, his receiving talents, uh, at short range, because you're not going to be able to throw the football deep downfield. Uh, much that short range stuff Kareem can do very well but uh, you can make an argument he, that he's Mike. the top back in the NFL today for this year uh, the way he has carried this team on his back and you know them not having Deshaun Watson 
uh, for what, 10 games, and it was Jacoby Brissett, and it was they were really relying uh, on Nick Chubb to carry this offense uh, to get them through this far. And today, I don't think they're going to get too far away from that game plan. He, but he's one hell of a back. He is a tough, tough guy and someone that uh, <clears throat> in these environments, he makes you pay if you think you're a tough guy because I think he believes he's tougher than you, and he's going to make you pay for it. But he was a great back at Georgia, and uh, he has certainly lived up to that, that early second-round pick uh, that he was uh, a few years back. And I really thought he'd go in round one. I really did. And it was flip-flop. Uh, Michelle went in round one, and he went in round two. But, man, clearly, uh, Nick Chubb has been the better back in the National Football League, and he's a load to handle because he runs with a low center of gravity, and you don't get a good shot at him, uh, when he, even when he's coming right at you, because he is sort of built kind of low to the ground. Mike, a guy that was a first-round pick for the Cleveland Browns, uh, David Njoku, a tight end, should definitely yeah. be involved uh, with that you know, short to intermediate passing game for this team in this weather. Uh, guy, 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 you know, he's been in this league for a while now. I didn't realize it was 2017 when he was drafted. But um, not really talked about amongst the elite tight ends in the NFL, but has definitely been a solid producer for this team. Yeah, no question about it. And I think he's gotten better, Steve. Um, he came in sort of like this hybrid uh, big receiver playing tight end. And what we've seen with the growth with him, and uh, we had Mary Kay Cabot on last night with us, and she, she had talked about the fact that he's not just looked at as a receiver anymore, that he has really developed into a very good inline blocker. Now, he's no small cat. Now He's 6'5", and he's 255 pounds, but he sort of was built like a real tall wideout. And he catches the ball well. He's somebody that I think Deshaun has gotten pretty good rapport with, uh, especially red, red zone, short yardage. He's long-armed. He can get up and go make a play uh, between arms and hands. And he's aggressive to the football. That's the one thing I liked about him at Miami and I like about him now. When the ball's up in the air, he thinks it's his. And he goes up and get it. And so he's been a big improvement uh, from when he hit the league and he was looked at just as a receiver. But it's his blocking skills that have really picked up He's a good football player. They paid him a ton of money to stay. I think they had him on the market for a little while to maybe see if they could get something back big in return. That didn't happen. So they signed him to a major contract. He has lived up to that. From the moment he signed that contract, uh, he, you, know, you could tell that motivated him to be an even better blocker, better receiver. And today's game, you're right where you're not going to be throwing a lot of passes. They get in the red zone and maybe feel as though you're going to put nine men in the box, watch for Joku uh, in the end zone, because that's somebody Watson and has had some rapport with since he's gotten back from the suspension. You know, so we're going to this game. I think the, the Browns, one of the strengths of their team is obviously their pass rush, but I'm not sure. You know, the pass rush is going to be the factor so much as the run stuffing. But, you know, who stands out to you along this D 
defensive line. You're not going to have Jadavian Clowney out there. He's going to be missing the game with a concussion. He's really the only player on the Browns that will be out for this game. So who stands out to you along that group? Oh, Miles Garrett. Um, and, Jeff, I was having a conversation with a general manager in the AFC uh, this past week. And he told me, listen, this is nothing against uh, Bosa, Nick Bosa, uh, with the 49ers, uh, certainly Michael Parsons. And he said, I think both those guys are great NFL players. But he said, if I had my choice today of any NFL player, it would be Miles Garrett. He said, I think he's the best defensive player in the in the NFL. And um, it, it sort of caught me a little bit by surprise because he had been a Nick Bosa guy for a long time and still is. But he brought up Miles, and he brought up the fact that when you watch him, how many times he's double teamed. And he said, if you break down the numbers, two out of every three snaps, he is double teamed and he wins a vast majority of those plays. And it's his ability to fight off a block and get into the backfield. So you write about the pass rush, but it's also his ability to kind of blow up a play, a tackle for a loss or hitting you in the backfield, and then somebody else sort of cleans up. Miles Garrett has always been known, you know, that long, lanky, great athlete that can get up the field. Uh, He's cerebral. He knows how to use his arms and hands real well as a technician. And what jumps out is his play kind of recognition skills. He sees things sort of breaking down very quickly, and he gets into the backfield, and he forces people to do things they don't want to. And sometimes he's not directly involved, but he's directly involved. And so however you want to look at it, if you look at him as the best or number two or number three or number four, you better get a hat and a hat on him every play. And the fact that teams are double teaming him two out of three plays tells you just how good of a player he is. But he's a great technician. Always has put a lot of pride, a lot of effort with that. <laughs> he's worked with uh, my old buddy uh, Pete Jenkins <clears throat> in the offseason to improve his uh, ability to get off a block and play off a block. Because when you're six, five and a half, man, you got a lot of body to block. But he can somehow get that body real low and sneak into the backfield and make a play. So what you bring up is true. Not so much today as a pass rusher, as a good pain in the butt today. A tackle for a loss, an influence in the backfield, uh, being able to sniff out things and have a runner go a different direction right into the teeth of traffic. He is uh, an elite defensive player in the NFL. No question about it. Gotcha. Well, thanks so much, Mike. Insightful as always. Stay warm today, all right? All right, guys. Y'all be good. All right. That was Mike D's Notebook brought to you by the Sports Medicine Center for Thibodeau Regional Health System. We'll be coming back on First Take for more on Saints-Browns Week 16 in the cold, frigid, uh, white north. Stick around on WWL. Welcome back to First Take here on WWLAMFM.com and the Odyssey app. Saints are heading out to snowy, cold Cleveland but, you know, it, it is interesting when you look at these rosters, they are basically the mirror images of each other because both of these teams have a, have a veritable NFL factory just down the road. The Saints have LSU, the 
Browns have Ohio State, but for whatever reason, they don't like to take advantage of them. They like to pluck players from the, the opposing team's state because this, uh, this Browns team only has two Ohio State players on it. They have cornerback Denzel Ward, and then they have they have one other player. I cannot think of his name in my – let's see. That's all right. I want to give a quick shout-out to Coleman, man, coming back with Vanilla Ice. Yes, he's got it. He's got all the ice songs. He took some time this morning. He Googled the word ice, and he got it. The other one is defensive tackle Tommy Togai. And then if you look at the Saints, the only two LSU players they have, obviously Tyron Matthew, Jarvis Landry. But <laughs> when you look at all the Ohio State players, we mentioned that. Several of them won't be playing. But if you look at the Browns, LSU, you have safety Grant Delpit, linebacker Deion Jones, center Ethan Pochich, cornerback Greedy Williams, kicker Cade York. They like to take advantage of the uh, Bayou Bengals, and the uh, Saints like to take advantage of the New Orleans Buckeyes. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And, you know, it'll be interesting to see. Obviously, Cade York's a rookie, but he's had a up-and-down season. It's not been uh, so great for him in field goal percentage. I'm, I know it's tough, got to be tough kicking in Cleveland, but, man, I, I thought he was going to have a, a lot of success in the NFL coming uh, out of LSU, uh, the success he had there, but it's been a rough go in the NFL so far. Yeah, he's 9 of 15 on field goal attempts at home, and that's you know that's where you get to practice. You would think you'd be better at <laughs> kicking there than on the road, but that is not the case. He's 22 of 30 on the season, so you could do the math there. He's miss, He has eight misses on the season. Six of them have come at home. Two have come on the road, and you know his career started great. I think he hit like a 57-yarder in week one that was on the road to win that game, and yeah, you you have a you have a kicker who you took in the fourth round. You know that's a bold move. That means you are confident. And you know I I thought Cade York was an excellent kicker at LSU. I think if he's anywhere else in the NFL, he's probably having a better go at it. It's just really difficult to kick in that stadium, and I think that's going to be a factor today when you look at you're like well Lutz. I don't know if you're going to trust him anywhere outside like a chip shot. Uh, you know even extra points. You're talking like those aren't those aren't really chip shots anymore. Those are you know obviously short kicks, but. You know, anytime you're in the mid 30s, that's a question when you're talking about you're talking about 30 mile an hour gusting winds. Uh, and so, yeah, I, I don't expect to see much of Cade York or Will Lutz today. I honestly think you you might even like consider going for weird like squib kicks because you're going to put it up in the air. It's basically going to be a knuckleball. Like, how are you going to feel? Yeah, that? hang up there, right? That's all I got on the kicking game. <laughs> no, right now we're going through the uh, they're practicing the national anthem. The cover is completely now off the field here, um, and the wind is rattling the, you know, the removable glass windows that you have up here in the press box, which is an ominous sign of things to come for me when I'm heading down to the field area soon. For sure. One thing we can. One more thing we can get into. Uh, it's a quick segment here. Is uh, Demario Davis? Congratulations. The NFL has finally corrected one of the bigger errors hey. in its history <laughs> in not putting Demario Davis in the Pro Bowl for a full decade. He has finally made it. He's the only Saints player in the Pro Bowl this season, unless some alternates get in there. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know how how much more well-deserved it could be, but finally, Demario Davis gets into a Pro Bowl. Yeah, to me, the 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 whole schmockery, if you want to say what the Pro Bowl is, how can you be an all-pro and not be a pro bowler. Uh, another reason I think that the game has gone completely down the tubes. I don't even know. Are, they're not even playing this year. It's like a, another skills competition, right? Yeah, I believe so. I, I don't think they're even pretending to put the game on anymore. But, yeah, but Mario Davis. It, it used to be something like I looked forward to it as a kid for whatever reason, seeing all the players on the field with different helmets on. But the game is really not interesting, and uh, they don't even get it right. 
football isn't a game you can play at half speed unless you want to like they should have like a flag football game I, i'd be on board with that because that's basically what it is anyway but yeah demario davis 89 tackles leads the team six and a half sacks leads the team one interception as you can probably figure out that's pretty close to leading the team when you only have three on the year it's a third of them Anyway, this is First Take. Stick, keep it locked on WWL. Well, it sounds like Coleman ran out of ice songs to play. Finally. Man. All right. Back here on First Take. We've got a quick segment here before the top of the hour. Just enough time to do an Oakenheart Rolex time check. we got about three hours, one minute, and 50 seconds on the dot until Saints-Browns kickoff. Actually, it's, it's 46 now. Uh, out in... Cleveland, frigid Cleveland for week 16. And I do have to clean something up. As I mentioned before the break, they should definitely play flag football games at the Pro Bowl. And wouldn't you know it, that's exactly what they're going to do. There will no, be a flag really? football game. Yeah, crazy, right? It's almost like I should have looked that up before I went talking about <laughs> it. But hey, that's not what live radio is. Come on. At February 5th at Allegiant Stadium, you will have a uh, flag football game, which is essentially what you were playing anyway. So at least you're not pretending anymore. <laughs> No, it's funny. I like who who knows the details on the Pro Bowl, though. Honestly, um, I'm even surprised the game's still going on at this point. Uh, I, I I guess it used to be a big bonus for the players to get to get a a trip to Hawaii, um, and that's not even the case anymore. You know what I would like to see? You know, you always wonder like, oh, how would player A be in another sport? They should have like a Pro Bowl basketball game and like a Pro Bowl now we're talking. like like football game or ba- baseball game and be like so we can tell like you know they all like to talk trash to each other about like oh yeah yeah well now we're gonna find out have a Pro Bowl dunk contest you know wouldn't that be more fun I think it'd be more yeah, fun. yeah I think I think they'd worry though about the injuries obviously in a oh, dunk come contest. on they're just, all just like the NBA none of the Super Bowl base- players are gonna be there they got a whole off season. <laughs> I think the baseball, you got a lot less chance of injury, so a better chance with that maybe. You don't have less chance. I mean, it got to be less chance than playing a football game. (laughs) I mean, come on. (laughs) All right. That's going to wrap it up for this first hour of First Take here on WWL. Stick around on WWL. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. 
The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.